Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your host, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. Psych! PvP tournaments are next week. Gotcha. We'll go over the update this week and all the squad tournament details, along with the boon to Empire-based squads that may be coming with Rogue One on its way. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. Right for the weekend. How are you, Dan? Not too shabby. I've avoided getting strep throat from my daughter, so I'm feeling pretty good so far. That's always a plus. <laughs> what a good deal for her, right? She got strep throat the week before her fall break. Not the one on it. Oh. <laughs> well. So, not too shabby. She got almost two weeks off instead of her one-week fall break, so... Well, she's probably at least a little bit happy about that. Yeah, yeah. And she's better now, so that's everything's good now. Perfect. How's your how's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty good. Um I was awfully excited that my Packers defeated your Lions this past weekend. That was good news. Oh, dude. I so I got off work at six AM that day and with fully intending to wake up at ten to watch the game. Didn't wake up. You know, three hours of sleep after 20 hours awake wasn't enough for me. I woke up, but it was at like 11 o'clock, 11.30-ish, and I picked up my phone and I looked at it, and the score was like 34 to 7. And I'm like, yep, I'm not waking up for that. (laughs) So I went back to sleep for another hour or so, and I woke up and just to watch the afternoon games, and the Lions game was still on with eight minutes left. And in perfect Lions fashion, I got on, I started watching, and they scored a touchdown. And now they're only down by one touchdown somehow, so they're coming back. But in perfect Lions fashion, they shattered my dreams in eight minutes. I didn't even have to watch the whole game. Because (laughs) third down blew it. How do you let Aaron Rodgers run for a first down? I don't know. Yep. Anyways, I I got everything I would have gotten from that game in eight minutes. Rather than watching the whole thing, so yeah, the first half was all really good for the Packers. The second half was better for the Lions. So, I guess you caught the better half for your team. Yeah, for sure, because that score did not make me inspire me to get out of my bed. I think we also play this week in fantasy, so we'll be a little bit yeah. of trash talk going on there this week. The rivalry continues. Yes, it does. <laughs> well. Let's see. I want to start off with something kind of short and move into the more juicy topics. And the first thing we got is the community update. Uh, I don't think it exists anymore. Do you? Um, I don't even remember what the community update was. Well, for a while it was uh, Rogue One trailers and uh, notes about things that had already happened. I'm being a little facetious because just on the sure fact that's been that long oh i know (laughs) i was playing off it we're just bad at catching the jokes and at least we've been getting updates during the week so well see that's the question right like is that the reason why if so okay i could take it at least there's some communication the question will be on those weeks where it gets light and there's nothing happening yeah you know We'll see how they do in the future, but at least we're getting information from them. Yeah, I'm just worried that 
if it doesn't keep going forward on those light weeks will be tough. I don't know, but we'll yeah. see. Let's hope there are no light weeks. I like these busy ones like we've had. Me too. This is exciting. <laughs> they work pretty good. So the next thing, now that we move past the thing that doesn't exist, is the update that went out on the 28th. So, got a lot of interesting facts in here to go over. Geonosian Spy is now in Cantina 4D. And this kind of surprised me. What did, did it surprise you at all? Uh, yeah, I was like, hey, the Geonosian guy's showing up. Wonderful. Yeah, which one? Uh... Yeah, Sun fact, right? Uh, no, Juno's and Spy. Oh, someone invited him, huh? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it would have been yeah, nice there's... if it was Sun Falk, though. I mean, Sun Falk would be awesome. Even if he was, you know, in uh, Cantina 7 where it's 16 energy. I mean, that would be nice to be able to at least start farming him some. Well, this kind of reminds me, like, this a story, right, where you're like, you're having a house party and you you want everyone to come so you invite you tell your friend to invite like one of the Jones brothers and they're like oh yeah I'll make sure he comes and then you tell everyone that the Jones brothers coming but they invite the less cooler Jones brother and the <laughs> other the cool one doesn't show up so you're like oh it's Jin Ocean spy okay hey yeah. what's going on but Sunfuck didn't show up and uh now everyone else is leaving. <laughs> yep. That's, I guess that's the way it works. It's kind of funny. It's like he's the Erodium character yeah. that went straight from Erodium to Farmable. The only person to do that. So I think it kind of speaks to the character and how he was received. And didn't he get a uh, buff not too long ago? I mean, a rework of to some extent or something? I, I think. By rework, I think they just fixed what should have been working from the beginning that was bugged. Yeah, I think that's what it was, actually. Genosin spy bugged. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Achievements added for beating Cantina stages. So I was pretty stoked to see this. I didn't even know they didn't exist already. But, hey, now they came. I don't understand, like, we got all these guild uh, achievements randomly in one update and then suddenly we're getting cantina stage achievements like those were never there i kind of just assumed that i had gotten all those did did this surprise you i didn't realize these weren't in the game already yeah i didn't either um so i mean it's been so long since i actually completed some of them but i mean after i thought about it it kind of made sense because i haven't completed cantina nodes or the tier seven whatever you want to call it i haven't completed that yet so i guess i wasn't too surprised because there would have still been an achievement for that i would have thought um but yeah it's it was kind of weird i'm awfully excited about it i could use yeah i mean i've started using vader and arena you know was using him this week and more the more shards the better mine's at six star but um Need to get him to seven, so. Well, yeah, getting 18 Vader shards for all these completed stages of Cantina out of nowhere, basically just whammy, here they are, and that's a pretty sweet gift, I'd say. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm down with that. Me too. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, it turns out that the October login character is another new uh, character and TIE fighter pilot. So that's pretty cool. Someone will go into a little bit more later on in the main topic, but taking over for October. So sweet. Yep. And we still don't know. haven't heard. Nothing was in the update about where Scarf Rebel Pathfinder is going. So I guess he's going to spend a few weeks uh, toiling in the uh, neither until uh, until we find out where he's going. So hopefully it's somewhere formable and not like chromiums or something. Yeah, we'll see. It'd be nice to see something about that uh, whenever the update this coming week comes out. Yeah, it's, you haven't seen like honestly, I haven't seen anyone just be popped right back into chromium for a while. Yeah, like wasn't the last one they put. They put Tuscan Shaman in there after him being gone for like two months, and they put Rex straight into there, but I don't know who else has gone straight into there. I don't know. Interesting. I'm not sure. See how... It just makes me think, how enticing are Chromiums to people? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, (laughs) Have you ever bought Chromiums? I have. Back when I first started, I used to buy eight packs yeah. like once every two weeks or so just to see what I got. And then I realized this is not getting me anything for the long term. So I just started obviously using them on refreshes and everything to get the things I knew I wanted and would last long term, you know. So Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I bought a couple, but never anything good. It always seems kind of like a waste. So no more. Yeah, I think the last straw was getting, like, 24 Ugnaught shards and the one random JKA shard or just random yeah. stuff that I didn't want. So it's like, yeah, this is not worth it to me. Yep. But Agreed. Moving on. The other stuff that they got in there, new filters, which is something people yeah. have been asking for. So definitely pretty sweet. You can sort by speed, some of the different stats you can sort by. You can sort by tags, so your Empire, your Jawas, your Rebels, your even Tusken Raiders in there, yeah. Night Sister. Being able to sort through the characters is absolutely awesome. I, I like it for mods, but not near as much. Um, just I feel like for mods, it's probably a little bit slower than the way it was before. But for characters, I mean, it's awesome being able to go through and sort them out and get a better idea of what you've got, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's getting ready to do challenges or to see what you need to move up before you try these things is pretty sweet. So. Yep. Because sometimes I looked at some of them just going through them when it first came out, and I didn't realize I had so many of certain uh tags you know so it's like hey if i just worked on that i'd be able to finish that mod challenge you know yeah so pretty sweet little uh ui update another little ui update they put a timer on the event pop-up on the right side of the screen so you know how long it's going to be there which is pretty nice unless it's like yoda and you have no jedis like my b account so you just see that thing all the time for like three (laughs) weeks it's like, just go away. <laughs> Should be incentive to get your Dreadeyes ready. Oh, man. I went from farming all my Rebels up 
to I now moved to droids. So Jedi's are going to be a while, which means Yoda's going to show his face at least once a month. You know what my stare at me. You know what my favorite feature is that they've added so far in this update. What's what is that? The clear squad button. Look at that thing is sweet. Less button pushing is better. I because you know. I am really, really worried about carpal tunnel, so this really helps me. <laughs> you know, five five presses or one, probably gonna. That's like five years off your life if Pre- you kept pressing it. Oh yeah, I think that's that's Maybe statistics, more. right? Yeah, science. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, clear squad button now, so that's pretty sweet. Just wipe them all out real quick. Yep. Adjustments to power calculations. This one's got people in an uproar. I don't know if you've seen this, but they they more they switched it so power more accurately reflects percentage-based stats from mods. And in addition, single stats that affected two other stats were updated, like offense affects both your physical and special damage. So in the end, what this did was bumped up a lot of people's power, right? So now people who had the easy 11th, no- 11th and 12th node or even just the easy 11th or 12th node are now seeing teams again in those spots and they are, there's going to be a revolt. Yeah. I don't know. It gets such easy for so long, even though it's broken and not the way it's intended anyway. But to see that change, it's, there's going to be a, a massive bonfire. Yep. Throw all their phones in it. I haven't had an, I've had no issues with it yet. It's, but yeah, I I don't know what the highest power you need from your top tunes is to keep it at twelve easy twelve, but I'd assume I'm still there. So yeah, but people right there on the edge, kind of sucks. But that also means if you throw a go go up a gear level on one of those top tunes, then you're probably gonna go right back to where you were. So yeah, probably true. Squad Tournaments, also known as PvP Tournaments, apparently has a different name than what they originally announced. So, I don't think anyone will call it Squad Tournaments, but PvP Tournaments, Squad Tournaments, they gave us some info on them. So, we'll see how uh, close we were on last week's guesses. But, basically, compete for prizes including characters from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So, the prizes in this thing are some of the new characters right and from what's been data mined another new empire character so you had first order tie pilot first order tie fighter pilot is going to be the october login character and now there's another character called shore trooper which is going to be one of the prizes for squad tournaments he's surely going to be awesome oh (laughs) oh man we're just full of puns tonight it's great Short in-game tutorial will explain the new tournament event. So, like everything else, they have a short in-game tutorial that will teach you nothing, and then uh, go right at it. I don't know <laughs> any of those other game tutorials. Any of those other tutorials? I can't say tutorials. That. Yes, any of those in the game so far uh, have definitely been very short, and I still have to figure everything out myself. So. We'll see if that helps out any. But, anyways, the tournaments are bracketed, so that's good. Level 30s will never be facing 80s. 
I don't think anyone assumed that would ever happen, but they're going in groups of 10, so 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59, pretty, pretty much the way WoW does their PvP. Got all the brackets until you hit max level, and then everyone in the max level is in the same spot, so... If you're level 79, like me, you'll be well off, well, on my B account at least. You'll be well off at least until you hit ding it, so that'll be nice. But you, another thing I saw was, uh, yep. You need a certain number of characters at certain gear levels to get in. Examples listed, 9 at gear level 2 for 40 to 49, and 15 at gear level 6 for 80s. So, in those ranges, you're going to need a certain amount of people at certain gear levels. And those were the ones that were listed here. I don't know if that means what they actually are, or just examples, but 15 characters at gear level 6 for 80? That doesn't seem too bad. I'm pretty sure I'm there. Uh, that know. seems insanely easy. Like, I would... I would be shocked if anyone gets to 80 without having 15 characters at gear level 6. Yeah. Uh, newer 80s, probably on I, the cusp, but I'd have maybe. to look at my level 78 account and see how many I have on there, because I think I probably have 10 at the most right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to go and look, but it doesn't seem that hard to get to. And it's only gear level 6, so it's not insanely hard. It's just everyone at the first purple level of gear, so. Yep. Yeah, doesn't seem like too bad of a entrance for this thing, so. I agree. It's about right. Also, uh, oh, go ahead. What did oh, you say? I was going to go into the next thing. The uh, Okay, hit the it. Defensive squads. Um, so... Basically, you're going to have a squad that you set up that you're going to... That'll be your defensive squad. So that it's a little bit different than Arena in that, you know, Arena, you have your one team that you use and whatever team you use last is basically your defensive team. On this, right. you'll set up a defensive squad and that will be the squad that people face when they attack you. And then you'll be able to use different offensive squads. Yeah, this is pretty interesting, for sure, to be able to use, too, because a lot of the arena goes in, like we've even talked about on this podcast, is figuring out a way for the AI on your offense team to run on defense the same way you do on offense. So this kind of just takes that part out of it, and now you can just build two teams, build the one that you want to fight people to fight against and hopefully beat them, and, you know, your power squad to go in and beat people so I could see that your defense squad still being a version of your <laughs> offense squad the way you do it yeah but for people like me who run Phasma Kaigon Jin Ray GS and Stormtrooper Han I'll probably just uh put in some different people like a really obnoxious fives on the end with my stormtrooper on and a couple other people so we'll see well, it'll be nice once we actually get to play with it and maybe next week that's something we can discuss more is just building defensive squads and good ideas for that i'm really hoping they actually do statistics with this too, uh allow us to see how many times 
our defense is attacked and how many characters die or something along those lines to kind of help build those squads and maybe make them a little bit more effective. Yeah, I got to hope that they do do something like that because you're get, you're going to be getting points, right, from your defense and your offense. And if you come back into your app after two hours and check and you've gone up points or down points, you kind of want to know why, right? Yep. So that would be uh, – hopefully they have some kind of – this is what happened while you were away type feature. Yeah. And you know if they do that, people are going to want it in the regular arena too. So if they do have it, I wouldn't even be surprised to see it implemented later for the normal arena. Who knows? Yeah. We will see. Th- yeah, we will. This week, not last week, like we all thought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Three characters in squads. Versus five characters. Okay, so this is the... When you start squads, level 30s when PvP tournaments start. At the lower brackets and lower levels, you only need three characters, and it goes up throughout the levels to five at level 80. So for those teams that don't... Or people that don't have as many characters in the lower levels, the entrance requirements aren't as bad. So basically... You only have to put three people in your squad to fight as opposed to five when you're level 80. So a little more, little different at the lower levels. And it's kind of interesting because, I mean, I would, wouldn't mind trying three-player squads at level 80. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be totally pretty interesting. A, just a different uh, approach to how you do it, you know? Yep, I agree. I don't know, but we'll see how that goes. But... Lower amounts of characters in your squads for lower levels and five at eighty. Kind of not surprised there. Kind of reminds me of the training droid event and credit heist, where you only need three scoundrels for the lowest event, four for the next, then five and five. So oh, yeah. they try to make it easier for lower levels to get in there, which I think is cool. They're kind of thinking about everyone there. And so. it's pretty interesting that you mentioned like the way they've kind of been using. Uh, some of the tactics they've done in these events and stuff and kind of bringing it into this the way they allow you to use characters because it's also kind of set up like, say, the Tier 6 Rancor raids in that you get to use your characters, but once you lose them, they're gone, and it resets every 24 hours. So once your characters die, you won't get to use them again until the next day. But... They are going to allow refreshes for crystals. No idea what that's going to be yet. We'll find out this week. But Yeah, a lot of... Uh, oh, man. This thing hasn't even come out. We didn't even get to play it yet, but, man, there are fiery debates so far about this. So I'm going to not voice my opinion on it until it happens and see how it goes, but a lot of people worried about these refreshes and how it might set some people apart from others, but I don't know what to think about it. I don't think it'll be... I think they're going to put it at a price where if you do do it, you're going all in on it, and if you don't want to pay the price, then you're probably not, and you'll just fight with everyone else. What so, do you think it should be? Um, I think it should probably be like 25 to 50 Per character, something like that. Yeah, I agree. I think, I'd like, 
I'd like to see it closer to 50, but I kind of think it'll be more of the 20, 25 range. Yeah, something that's not incredibly hefty, but still, you know, doing that per character. Refreshing a whole five-man squad's 125 shards then, so I don't know. Depends. So I guess we will see. Yep. But what else we got? Points earned for every enemy you defeat in battle. Bonus points at the end for surviving units. So, whether on we think it's whether on you're on defense or offense, whichever one, depending on how many people you kill and how many are standing at the end of the battle, whether you won, if you won, if people are standing, then that's how your points are awarded. So, should be interesting. You can earn points on defense or on offense using either team that you select. So... Makes those strategies real important. Yep. So. And players ranked on cumulative points and receive rewards based on rank. Rewards scale based on the player's level grouping. So the, when I read that, it kind of reminded me exactly like the commander thing that I mentioned last week, right? Where it's everyone's got a ranking, a cumulative score, and your rewards are based on where you sit. So basically, like, if you're in the top 100 or the top 250, or the top 500, like those groupings get certain rewards, and anyone inside of that grouping gets a certain reward. And it might actually be similar to the regular arena, right? Where there are groupings where 50 through 100 get a certain thing, 100 through 200 get a certain thing, and anyone in the top 50 are kind of grouped out. I don't know. I guess we will see. Well, I'll be curious to see if they kind of divide it out the way they do Arena, you know, like based on when you started the game or whatever, like you only go against these certain people, or if it, if they really do just throw everybody into the same event, basically. Because obviously if everybody's in the same event, there's you would think like that tippy-top tier of rewards is going to have a larger range of people than Arena currently. Yeah, if it's not shard, if it's not shard based, but it's everyone, it would have to be percentage based instead of rank number. Yeah, because there's just I think every shard is supposed to have twenty thousand people on it, but I'm sure at any given time, it's half that or less on these shards. Yeah. So, because I just can't see anyone sitting at ten thousand fighting for that nine hundred. 9,099th place every day, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, let's see. I mean, that That's an interesting question, too. I wonder how much of the 20,000 on each shard are actually active at a time, you know? Yeah, I'd like to see some numbers on it. It's kind of crazy to think that there's that many people on a shard, but, you know, I don't know. Going off track. Anyways, there's going to be an end battle button to still get points in the case of a never-ending stalemate. When I first read this, I was like, that never-ending stalemate, what in the world is that referring to? And then I remembered a Reddit post that I saw this past week that had a video of a Chewbacca fighting another Chewbacca. And they went back and forth for two minutes, just shooting each other a couple times and then healing themselves and then going back and forth over and over and over. So... I think this button was put in place for moments like that where it's like, please just end this, give me my points, 
and I'll move on to the next one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because I swear, if you had to sit there battling Chewbacca's based on, like, small percentages of health going down, and it took, like, an hour for you to finally win, or just an hour for you to decide you didn't want to play anymore, that would be really obnoxious. That would be the most boring thing ever. <laughs> right? But at least with this, you get points if you end the battle. It's not like, well, I concede and get nothing now. Yeah. So. Well, those are the main points of this squad tournament we know so far. We don't really know when it's going to start, but... This is the last thing I want to say about this. I was kind of disappointed. There's two sides to this coin, and I can see both of them. I kind of warped my mind to both sides throughout the this week, starting Thursday, when I realized it wasn't happening. I was mad at first because, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they had all those different types of announcements in the game saying, hey, something's happening in Scarif. You know, be ready. We're going to be doing some battles, doing this and that, and three straight days of announcements and then Thursday comes and the devs say oh no this isn't happening today and then there were no more announcements it's like why did we get all those announcements if it's going to be another week for this to happen you know we all knew pvp tournaments were coming seems like a lot of hype up for nothing you know yep i agree kind of makes you wonder if they found something kind of late or if it really was Trying to avoid the disaster that happened last time. Yeah, exactly. And the only, the only other part I thought to this that kind of makes me think, okay, well, this might have been the plan all along, was that they said this was being released in stages over the next two weeks. So maybe it was never really meant to come out on Thursday, and it's next week, and we all just kind of read between the lines with these announcements and the in-game messages and... We're all disappointed when it was actually not that day. Yeah. So, I don't know. I can see both sides of where this might have been thought to be coming, but I don't know. Agreed. Just makes me look forward to next week again. Hopefully they don't throw those messages in there again because then I'll start getting really hyped, and if it doesn't come again, I'll be really thrown off. Yeah. Well, I mean, one good thing is they did kind of make it up to us. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, this weekend, well, I guess, actually it started Thursday evening. Uh, you know, basically double rewards on all your mod battles, cantina battles, and your hard node battles. So, get, get to refreshing. I've, I've been, uh, I finished up Old Ben to where I wanted him to be, and then going back, doing some mod farming, probably going to work on um bigs a little bit also and it's pretty nice getting the double rewards yeah it's it's been awesome because i don't usually farm mods and when they're doubled like that i found that i'm more apt to buy them and i've gotten a lot of them so far i decided that i was going to suspend my wedge farm for now and get all mods today and i got a good chunk of mods today and then go back to wedge for saturday and sunday and see how far i can get on him and yeah it's perfect i love these weekends because you can really cut off some time especially since i'm more apt to buy 
a bunch of crystal refreshes when it's like this, you know? Yeah. It's good for EA. It's good for us. I love it. Yep. I completely agree. And the only thing I can say is that even though it's confirmation bias, the hard battles being doubled, I think I've simmed probably 20 hard battles and gotten like four shards total. So, Dude, I'm the same way. I haven't been getting squat from the hard node battles. I don't know if... I, I don't want to be all conspiracy theorists here, but it's weird. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing any more hard battles than I normally do because I'm not seeing anything different here. Well, Actually, I feel like I'm seeing a less than I usually see. Probably not, but I'm not getting anything extra either. So, Well, we'll say this, though. Um, Even if you're just farming gear, you're better off doing the hard nodes because it's double the energy to do them. But you're also getting double the gear back when it lands, plus you have the shot at getting character shards. So I've even been going for character shards I wouldn't normally go for just because, you know, i am basically got the same chance at getting the same amount of gear, so I might as well get the chance at shards also. Yep, that makes sense. And in the end, it'll probably help you once you go back and farm those characters, so... Yep. All good. So I want to talk about a data mine, another one that came out this week for the character Imbo. I don't know. I don't think you knew who that was when I mentioned him earlier. Nope. Well, he's got the an upside down frying pan on his head and he is a bounty hunter. So if that helps you uh, with a description, I don't know what will. But he's a Clone Wars bounty hunter and he's a pretty cool dude. But... The most interesting thing about this data mine, and I wouldn't bring it up in, for any other reason, but his basic ability has something very interesting on it, and that is a new ability called Daze. So I wanted to bring that up because to talk about what we think that might be, you know. Sounds I don't good. think it would. I don't think it'll be like a stun because we already have stuns, right? So yep. you're not gonna daze anyone and stun them. Because what would be different from that, right? So it started got got me thinking about it, like what could this possibly be? And my only thought is that it could possibly be if you uh, are shooting your opponent or slapping them, whatever Imbo does, it dazes them and drops their accuracy. So kind of an organic way to up the dodge chance of your whole team without using a dodge character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's be a new way to make that accuracy stat on mods actually worth something more now since the dodge meta is gone. Yep. So, I don't know. I see days and I think, okay, they're going to have a worse shot than they normally do. I don't know. Yeah. That was my first thought. But another thing, So before the other thing, I'm interested to see what happens with that if he's going to be the first character that comes in with it or maybe one of these rogue one characters will and he'll come later but it seems that days is coming whatever that means so we shall see soon enough i guess but also data mind for his special ability three turn cooldown and just from the upgrades alone you can tell he removes 45 percent turn meter with it so a turn meter reducer with some new thing called days that sounds pretty cool to me i don't know 
The, yep. the data mine didn't have any ability names or descriptions on what they do, just these what the upgrades do to the abilities. And those are two things that stuck out to me. So I'm interested yep. to see where this guy shows up. Someone mentioned he might be the Erodium character, a new Erodium character, but doesn't it seem to you like if they did add a new Erodium character, it would be a Rogue One character at this point? Um, I don't know. I could kind of see them making a lot of the Rogue One characters a little bit more or easier to get since, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's no telling. Um, that's why this is all just kind of theorizing and taking guesses. But you know what's Changing not taking our, guesses? Uh, hit me. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there were two new characters announced. Yes, they were. we know quite a bit about them. I want them both. I do too. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of seems like there's been this run ever since uh, Palpatine on Empire characters. So they had Yoda. Yoda kind of, he was good for the Jedi and gave them some synergy and everything. And then now you got Palpatine and now you have two more Empire characters that have a lot of really good synergy with the Emperor, which we'll get into as we go through each character. We're going to talk about both of them and uh, just kind of go into it. Uh, you want to tell us about the Shore Trooper? Sure. So the Shore Trooper is not totally confirmed yet, but through the images, the scrambled Scarif images for the PvP tournaments, you can kind of see the Shore Trooper's head in it. So we're pretty sure the Shore Trooper is going to be the reward for the first, at least the first PvP tournament. So that's where you'll get this dude. But he has 50.8k total hit points. That's protection and health, which is pretty massive. That's more so than Royal Guard even. Yeah, so. and his protection alone's almost 24,000. So you start putting those... Uh, protection percentages on there he's gonna be one tanky dude oh yeah he's gonna you're gonna be slapping at him for a while 11 111 speed so he's not too fast 47 percent potency which is actually pretty decent in the field that we have now so not terrible but his basic does a 70 percent chance to inflict crit chance down so you're going to start seeing a theme with the uh, abilities on this guy, right? So, yep. And basic that, has a seven. I was going to say that the crit chance down will last for three turns on a maxed ability. Nice. So, three turns of crit chance down, 70% chance to land it. Special, allies gain health, crit hit immunity, and he taunts. So, it's basically a taunt that heals and adds crit hit immunity to all your characters. To be exact. It says all other allies recover health equal to 24% of the Shore Trooper's max health and gain critical hit immunity for two turns. Shore Trooper gains taunt for two turns. Whenever Shore Trooper loses a buff, reduce the cooldown of this ability by one. Jeez. A lot going on there. whole lot going on there. But that's... We already said he's one of the most highest health characters in the game so getting 24 percent of your health back that's pretty huge 
Well, and if you have Alf- characters that are down, but yeah, but like we know, help healers aren't that important right now. Yeah, but I mean, your allies are going to be recovering twenty four percent of his health, which is roughly seven thousand health. That's that's a pretty hefty heal for a, especially for a non healer. Yeah, that's not a number that uh, is small, so that's a good chunk, especially if you have guys that are hurting and he gets off his second taunt of the game since he has a way for his cooldown to go down, so that's pretty nice. But let's see, what's the unique at the start? Well, we'll move on to that. I want to go on the first two abilities here. Crit chance down, and everyone gains... Crit hit immunity on his special. Can you see the theme here? When I hear those things, I think Lando to me. Or any character that is based on crits to help themselves. Lower, like Geonosian Soldier, even. He's not going to get all his turn meter if he's not crit. Yep. You know, there's a lot of. Yeah, Leia, not getting the uh, huge damage she does, which makes her kind of. Not great. Yep. She doesn't really hit that hard if they're not critting, so. This guy's just straight up crit, uh, what's the, crit counter, you know? Yeah. So, big thing right now is all these crit, uh, critting people, but if you take that out of the equation, that can really neuter some teams. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll kind of make, um... Well, whatever by I feel like there's been a lot of people complaining about how it right now the meta is so much speed and critical damage. It kind of seems like especially Shore Trooper kind of pushes that meta a little bit more towards a lot of health slower characters. So, I'll be kind of curious to see if that's actually what happens, you know, if he's um available enough to enough teams to do that. Yeah, I like the idea of him being put into a team or any type of new character they add that has similar type of abilities. I like the idea of slowing it down for your team to be able to do their moves and get some stuff off. Because imagine this dude taunting, giving everyone crit immunity if he were to go first against a droid team. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to not be hitting as hard you're not gonna be getting the turn meter it's just there's a lot of things that this guy or any character they introduce from rogue one similar to this guy that might be a rebel or anything else could do with this current meta you know yep so moving on to the unique his at the start of the match he gains taunt for one turn so before anything even happens he taunts for a turn Empire enemies gain turn meter when they use specials while Stormtrooper or Shore Trooper is taunting. So much like the Raid Han works where he shoots and stuns to start a match if he hits it, this guy will start the match taunting. So huge Raid Han counter too right here. Yep. And he allows, you know, the Empire allies to gain 15% turn meter when they use a special. So, I mean, that's not leader ability or anything. If, you know, if he's taunting, which he automatically does at the beginning of the match, any Empire that uses an ability will 
you know, be getting an extra 15% turn meter on their next turn, which definitely makes a difference, especially if they're a little bit slower. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know, we all know that the beginning of the match is the special cooldown uh, time, you know. Yep. So most of these guys are going to get that 15% no matter what. Yep. As long as they're Empire, of course. But uh, Something else is he also recovers 10% of his max health whenever he taunts. But you're obviously not going to get that on the first turn. That'll be later turns. Yeah, and if we were right about it, him trying to slow down matches, he should be able to get at least two taunts off. So that'll be helpful for him if people are trying to burn him down. Yep. So pretty sweet. I like this dude. I I like him for what I think he's going to do to the current meta. Shake it all up again. <laughs> he may also... Uh kind of cause people to use slower Stormtrooper Hans also. Get that Stormtrooper Hans slower than Qui-Gon's or any, you know, uh, buff removers. Cause so he'd fit perfectly on my team with my slow Han. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like him so much. Yeah, never know. Let's see if my PvP tournament skills are uh, any good <laughs> yeah. so I can get him. I just thought about this. He actually would be really good on a double tank team, especially like a medium to slow speed Stormtrooper Han, um, especially like maybe the 160 to 170 speed. So he's just slower than Qui-Gon, but he would, you know, Stormtrooper Han would be able to taunt and then Shore Trooper would be able to taunt shortly after do that 30% turn meter gain. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Because on top, if you're using Empire along with Stormtrooper Han, that's a lot of extra turn meter, especially if you're doing specials. Oh yeah, for sure. You're gonna get. You might even get two turns before they even go. We'll get into a so, little bit more of that here in a little bit. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for him. Saying it as if that wasn't much, but holy crap, this guy looks awesome. Yep. I'm down. I, I agree. Like I'm excited. The other character that I'm excited about is the TIE Fighter Pilot. Um, so the TIE Fighter Pilot, he's not very tanky. He barely has 20,000 HP whenever he's maxed. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that can be taken out pretty easily. But you're about to classic, figure out why. Classic glass cannon. Exactly. It's kind of nice to have one of these glass cannons come back. Most of the new characters that have been coming out have not been the glass cannon type, so I'm I'm pretty excited because I like these type of guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, his speed is 164, so he's insanely fast. He's got 51% potency, which is very hefty. Um, yeah, that's pretty huge. That's like one of the highest ones, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't heard of one higher than that that I can recall. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And so you're not going to have to use potency mods on this guy to get him, you know, to make these, uh, well, some of his special abilities as good as they can be. Um, so definitely his, not if you're using an emperor emperor lead. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause the thirty-two percent. <laughs> He'll already gain. be in the seventies. Uh, no, be at 80, be it at uh, 83%. Oh, it's a 30% gain. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's. He, you don't even need a potency mod on this dude. Yeah. If that's the case. That's uh, so his basic attack. Um, Deal physical damage to target enemy and deal 35% more damage for each enemy suffering a debuff. Inflict tenacity down for two turns on a critical hit. So he has a chance at 175% more damage if all the enemies are debuffed. So this is going to be one of the guys that you're probably going to want to do with like what I've talked about in the past doing with like Lando and Akbar kind of making him go after somebody. Um, but My immediate thought is of like a, a Vader. Yes, exactly. Vader or the Emperor. However, um, that won't be the, the ability that the AI uses first. What the AI will be using first will be the TIE Strike. That is an, it's an AOE. But it deals physical damage to all enemies with an 80% chance to inflict buff immunity for two turns. Inflictability block on the primary target for one turn. So that's... This is huge. Oh, yes. Like, this is massive. Yeah. And this... 80% chance. I mean, that's that's very massive. And that's why he has all the potency is to make sure that that lands. So it really wouldn't be a bad idea to put more potency on him, get him close to, you know, 100% potency, just so it's a lot less likely. So you're really only dealing with, like, that 15% chance, you know, of it being resisted. I'm just thinking, running through my head, you know, 80% chance for buff immunity. And this is the first move he uses. You make him the fastest guy on your team, Stormtrooper Han's never going to... uh, taunt yep well like i don't think it'll take away the turn meter gain for everyone but he won't get it when you're not slapping him because he doesn't taunted that, so that's very true and that's huge the thing that's really interesting about this guy is so he puts buff immunity on people like there's a decent chance of getting you know at least three to four characters for it to land on uh at the end of each of his turns for each debuffed enemy TIE Fighter Pilot gains 10% turn meter and has a 35% chance to gain foresight for a turn. So... So if he shoots and and puts buff immunity on everyone, he's got a, he's probably going to get foresight. Yeah. And, what's, and turn meter. What's great about this, guys, if you have an Emperor lead, he's basically going to be going back-to-back. And there's a good chance of everybody being debuffed at that point, especially if you're using, like, Emperor Vader with this guy. Mm -hmm. So his second attack, which, um, I mean, it's going to be doing 175% more damage if, you know, he's debuffed on all of them. I'll be curious to see what his base damage is, actually turns out being, you know. But uh, we'll kind of see exactly what happens there. But I got a few ideas as far as ways to use them. Um, well, I got one more thing I want to throw in there okay. that we make sure we don't skip over because I still think it's pretty huge. Is the fact that he inflicts tenacity down with his basic if he crits. The only other person that has tenacity down that we know of right now is Dengar, right? So that's a pretty big thing in itself, too. Yeah. 
is he can put tenacity down on people if he crits. I'm curious what his crit chance will be base-wise. But uh, the only thing good. I'm kind of worried about with that is, you know, the, the AI using him. Um, that's going to be on his second turn. And so that's, you know, a little ways down the road. So I'll be curious. I'm not sure exactly how well you'll get to use that tenacity down unless you're actually operating him. So if that's something you well, want to take advantage of, he's going to be one of those guys that's better on the offensive side of your team rather than the defensive side. Now that's only when we're talking straight up arena. So if we're talking about raids or other things where you're trying to use a strategy and you are going to be manually doing it, he can be really good with that tenacity down. That's an excellent point. Yep. So I don't know how it will work in the new raid, but if we manage to, I really hope this is not the case, need him and have him seven-starred by the time and we're still doing Rancor, he will be huge for that too. And if we toggle back and forth between the new one and the Rancor, if that's the way they're pushing us when this new one comes out, after a few months he's going to... He's probably going to be an all-star in the Rancor raid. Yeah, especially at that 51% potency. I mean, we know how stuff lands. Um, so, I mean, as far as modding him up, throw some potency on him and a bunch of crit chance. Get the crit chance as high as you can with him. And maybe pair him with Phasma so you're guaranteed to get that critical chance. Then you can just load up on potency and damage or whatever else you want. And... Mm -hmm. That, I mean, I know Tebow and Qui-Gon will love that. Yeah, for sure. So. Cool. Just a thought outside of the arena, but. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good, because uh, the ideas I was about to talk about are more arena and um, tournament-based ideas. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, pairing him with a fast Stormtrooper Han. You can pair anyone with Fast Stormtrooper Han, obviously. But <laughs> if you can get this guy... Well, because of his speed, being 164, if you have a Fast Stormtrooper Han, he's, it's not going to take much speed to get him over that threshold number to give him a 100% turn meter. So basically, he'll be going after Stormtrooper Han anyway. And... So he'll be able to use that ability to put the buff immunity down and even put ability block on the primary target. So if you target the enemy Stormtrooper Han or Poe or whatever, throw ability block on them and do the buff immunity, that's huge. So that's something I've never really thought about in the arena is who do people target first? Is it always the leader? Like, does the AI always target the leader, or do they pick someone, and we just don't know what it uses to pick who they're going to shoot first? I think it's random. Yeah. Could be. I never really thought about it. It's interesting. Because with a move like that, obviously, who he targets first when the match starts can be really important, depending on who he ability blocks. Yeah, if for it sure. lands. So. Well... And then if you pair this guy with an Emperor lead, uh, so the Emperor's leader ability, he'll give 20% turn meter to, you know, any landed debuff. So if you can get uh, the TIE Fighter pilot to land, say, even three, three debuffs, 
He gains 60% turn meter there. And he's also going... Sorry, having issues talking. Going to gain another 30% turn meter because the 10% turn meter for each debuffed enemy as his unique. So it's super easy for this guy to go back-to-back with an Emperor Elite. Yeah, definitely with uh, who he's paired with will definitely make a big impact on that. Yep. Any of those debuffers. So what I'm seeing is we're going to see a return of Sid with this. With his AoE, you know. Yeah, I could see that. I did total sarcasm. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, like, I could actually see that. Like, if somebody don't have Vader, I mean, getting Sid to go before this guy wouldn't be a bad idea to get, um, to give him the extra damage, especially on offense. That way you have somebody going and he can immediately do his uh, basic attack and get that 175% more damage Sidious is fast isn't he yeah if anything yep so yeah it could work um what I'll probably be doing with this guy though is using the Emperor lead with the fast Stormtrooper Han so if you have a fast Stormtrooper Han have him go and give everybody full turn meter so you could have like the Emperor doing his stuns Vader doing his AoE and then getting full turn meter to do Calling Blade and maybe even go again. Then this guy doing all of his debuffs and then basically getting to go again. I mean, that's a lot of turns you can get with that Emperor lead with Stormtrooper Han. And all of those attacks would basically be at Stormtrooper Han's speed. So throw, if you throw all your speed mods on your Han, like that's basically the speed that all these attacks are going to be happening. And that's, that's pretty significant, especially, you know, against a team that's not super tanky in the arena or tournaments. I think that'll be pretty awesome. I'll be curious to see exactly how well that works. Yeah, definitely. That sounds really interesting. See how those... <sighs> The idea of a whole team going twice before anyone even gets a chance to go again is just crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's I'm sure it's frustrating as all get out, but that's kind of the world we live in with the game currently, and you <laughs> might as well take advantage of it. Well, yeah, exactly. And most of the time that doesn't last for long, so yeah, you want to have it when it happens. Yep. Because if you're chasing the meta all the time... You're just going to be frustrated. So, And uh, the team I was just talking about is actually kind of a team I've been sort of experimenting with in Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give a little bit of Arena review real quick. What have you been doing this week? Well, um, last weekend uh, I was talking to somebody from our guild and uh, I'm just kind of bouncing around the idea of maybe using Vader. Well, I ended up going ahead, leveling Vader up, maxed him out, got all of his gear done. I basically had the gear sitting around to finish him, which was pretty nice. So I have a six-star Vader that's maxed with Omegas on Culling Blade and his Force Crush. So I was running an Emperor lead with my six-star Vader, Lando, Admiral Akbar, 
and my fast Stormtrooper Han. And my Stormtrooper Han's uh, speed is 224. Now, what would happen would be, normally Stormtrooper Han will go first. There's a couple teams in my arena that will have characters faster, but not very many. So Stormtrooper Han goes. That gives full turn meter to the Emperor and Vader. So, say, the Emperor goes first. He'll do his AoE stun. Then Vader will go. He'll put all the debuffs on. He'll get full turn meter. Uh, then he has a pretty decent chance at taking someone out with Culling Blade, especially if he has extra critical chance, which I think is super important for him. I, at first, he was only like 30% uh, crit chance. And it, it wasn't near as effective once I raised the crit chance. He he was way, way better because you were getting that extra bonus from the culling blade. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then Ak- I had my speed set up so that Akbar would be the fourth character to go and then Lando would go back to back on his AoEs. And <laughs> so after that initial salvo, those three... Then you got that Akbar Lando combo. <laughs> exactly. So I mean that, that's rough. Yep, puts down a lot of damage. If they're not, if they don't have a ton of health, that's going to take them out. And decent chance of getting some stuns in there. Um, it it was super effective. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, and something that I'm going to end up doing in the future probably is the Emperor lead with Vader, Shore Trooper, the Tie Fighter pilot, and Stormtrooper Han. Uh, I'm super excited about actually trying that out in Arena and seeing how it does. Yeah, I will. I'm excited to see some of these new teams that are going to come out once people start getting these characters ready to go. Yep. Um, I definitely have a feeling that the meta is going to shift again with these two. Yes, as it always does. It's kind of yep. it's kind of nice when these new characters come out because you everybody wants to use them so. I mean, people do use them, and you kind of start having to make changes, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a long game of chess trying to stay ahead of everyone. And well, yeah, it's it's just it's awesome to me because these new characters come in with specific ideas in mind of what the developers want them to do with what the meta is. It's it it kind of makes the fact that they had so many characters in the initial release. Like, those guys, there's so many of them, but a lot of them have no place and no purpose, you know? Yep. Like, everything that comes out now has a place and a purpose, and that's why people farm them specifically. The only reason to farm some other of these characters is just, all right, they're there, I need something to do. Maybe they can find a place in Galactic War or in the raid somehow, you know? I don't know. It's just crazy to me to think how awesome these new characters are and we still have this huge amount of untapped potential from older characters that really have no place you know i'd really like to see these reworks get more priority than they do have right now you know i would too but i'm really happy with what they've been doing because there for a while it was like everything was kind of stale all the characters just kind of seemed like they had the same abilities as other characters and I feel like they're starting to get really creative with some of these characters and actually throwing in some different ideas and, you know, things to kind of shift the meta. And the, 
you know, like Shore Trooper is a counter to Han Solo. There's not a, as of now, there's not a counter to Han Solo unless you're using, you know, tenacity, like, or an Akbar lead or a Luke lead or whatever to just kind of help you avoid that or just crossing your mm-hmm. fingers and hoping you get lucky. So yeah. it's super cool. And this is a straight up. Yes. Um, you're going to have to shoot this dude. Exactly. So. Super cool. Um, and speaking of staying ahead of the meta, uh, I actually, you know, just switched my arena team again today um, because <laughs> of another idea I got that I wanted to test, um, which is a Lando lead with Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, IG-88, and Old Ben. However, Old Ben <laughs> is gear level four, four star, level 78. Um, I basically have it set up so Stormtrooper Han goes and he gives Old Ben full turn meter. So Old Ben does his ability block. I have enough potency on him that it pretty much lands on everybody. Mm-hmm. So you've got the other team stuck with basic abilities, just attacking Stormtrooper Han, feeding turn meter. Um, the only thing is with IG-88 and Lando, uh, even with you know, tactical genius from Akbar. It's not quite enough uh, damage in one area to take guys out. So mm-hmm. I think tomorrow I'm going to switch things up a little bit. Probably throw in Ray or maybe uh, Leia or possibly both of them. Maybe pull Akbar and 88, stick in Ray and Leia. See how that does. Something along those lines. But I'm kind of excited about this old Ben idea because if you get a, if you get like a really fast uh, wedge team with a strong AOE, there's a decent chance that he may take out old Ben and you know, I'm not going to complain if old Ben gets taken out. Yeah. This is a, reminds me of dodgeball, bold move, wink, bold move. Because in my head, it's like, yes, this idea in theory sounds awesome, but it seems like having a, what is it? Gear six. You said gear four, actually. Oh, gear four. (laughs) Level 78, old Ben, would make you a target, I would think. Yeah. So you got to definitely and tune that to you know you're winning every time because it seems like you just make yourself a target with that. And he's four-star, so I think my... Oh, arena, yeah, that's the other part, four-star. My, my arena power is like 36,000-something. It was 42 with my other team, and it dropped to 36. And uh, <laughs> But it's pretty good on offense. I mean, I'll be curious to see how it does on defense. Um, it's been seven hours since, uh, you know, I stuck it in there, and I'm still sitting in third, So, which is where I finished. So we'll see how it holds well, up. Yeah. Must be working for now, or everyone's past their their buyout. So, yeah. Or bu- yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Be interesting to see as we go forward how many more Empire tunes are added, how many more Rebels are added, and uh, see how they all fit. Because it definitely seems like Empire is on the rise, especially with just these three being added and then Palpatine being added, you know, a month ago. So You know what's really good about all these Empire characters being added? What's that? They're going to kind of take over the meta at some point, and they're probably going to have to do something about that, which maybe might finally mean a Jedi Luke or something along those lines. 
to counter the Empire? Makes me think R2-D2. He's going to be the Emperor uh, counter. Could be. <laughs> yeah. kid, but Hey, you never know. Yeah, you do never know. Hiding Oil the, slick. Kills everyone. Hiding the map to Skywalker would, you know, be rather annoying. Oh, God. Imagine Empire. if it, you had to... You had to unlock seven star R two to figure out how to get Jedi Luke. <laughs> he has the map, but you can only get it once you seven star him. That's actually not a terrible idea. Maybe we should cut that part out of the podcast so they don't get that idea. <laughs> That's oh man, that'd be crazy. But at least we'd know we he was coming then. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> For now, it's like, will he ever come? You don't know. Yep. So, sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to see this PvP tournament this week, hopefully. And uh, what else we get for Rogue One? It's pretty exciting. Yep, I can And ships agree. whenever they do come and everything else. So, yep. pretty exciting week, I'd say. I'm, pr- I'm stoked. And we'll be, back, uh, we'll be back here next weekend talking about, you know, our experiences in these tournaments. And we'll post this up on reddit so there's anything specific y'all want us to talk about regarding the tournaments that y'all come up with during the week or whatever or we'll we'll post something in the middle of the week and just try to get some feedback from everybody um and yeah we'll get that podcast poll back this week yeah kind of took a few weeks off and we'll see got a lot of a lot of information that we could go off for these things so i kind of want to see what everyone's thinking on this pvp tournament so heck we'll yeah be looking for that sounds but, good and that should do it for us this week uh for everyone out there if you got the time we would love to see your reviews on itunes let us know what you think and what you like what you don't like and how we can improve and really help us out if you're not a review type person you can email me at the shattered order at gmail.com and uh we can converse there, or you can find me on Reddit at Goodnight Punk or Wink at Windkiller Inc. And any way you guys want to get a hold of us, we are always looking for feedback, so let us know. Yep. Well, is there anything else you got there, Wink? I think that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, sit in my living room and wait for PvP tournaments then. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Catch you guys later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.